this week's podcast episode, I will be discussing a very important topic related to childhood schizophrenia. The issue I will be addressing is the risk of prescribing antipsychotic class drugs to children and teens. When it comes to medicating children, there is typically a great deal of debate on the subject. Children are especially at risk for, da- for damaging or long-term side effects from being prescribed psych medications since their brains and bodies are still in the process of developing. The issue of whether or not to medicate psychiatric illnesses goes far beyond the specific topic of schizophrenia. There is constant debate on the subject for disorders like ADHD, autism, anxiety, and depression, among others. What dosage should, what dosage should be prescribed for the child? What type of drug? Should there be more than one drug prescribed? These are all pressing questions that must be determined when a child is facing a psychiatric illness. Within my group of friends, there are a few who have wished that they were not given psychiatric meds as a young teen, but I have others who felt that it was beneficial for them. Let's get into the issue of antipsychotics in particular. A study from 2009 highlights the benefits and risks of antipsychotics in children and adolescents. A few short-term placebo-controlled trials support the acute efficacy of risperidone, aripiprazole, olanzapine, and quintiopine in decreasing psychotic symptoms of schizophrenia in adolescents and manic symptoms of bipolar disorder in children and adults. Based on these studies, both risperidone and aripiprazole have recently been approved for the treatment of 13 to 17-year-old adolescents with schizophrenia and 10 to 17-year-old youths with bipolar mania or mixed episodes in the U.S. In addition, risperidone was found to be effective in decreasing severe behavioral problems such as aggression, self-injury, and tantrums in the context of autism and was approved for such a use in 5 to 17-year-olds with autism in the U.S. In Europe, risperidone is approved for children with aggression in the context of a contact disorder based on a number of positive placebo-controlled studies, but no second-generation antipsychotic has has so far received approval for the treatment of youths and schizophrenia or bipolar mania outside of the U.S. Antipsychotic treatment is often, a, is often chronic as conditions such as schizophrenia, mania, or aggression are persistent or recurrent in treatment control symptoms but is not curative. Only a few studies, however, have evaluated the long-term efficacy and safety of these medications in children. Of the available data, data from uncontrolled observational studies of risperidone, which used which, when used for the management of severe disruptive behavior in children with autism, mental retardation, or normal intelligence over a period of 6 to 12 months, at least one small-scale observational study examined outcomes during risperidone treatment in children with below-average intelligence over three years. In adults, one expected finding has been that, besides uh, clozapine, the second-generation antipsychotic have not consistently demonstrated better efficacy than first-generation antipsychotics, at least in the treatment of adult schizophrenia. Even though some agents might offer advantages in children, few controlled studies have directly compared the effects of first- and second-generation antipsychotics. Clozapine has shown superiority over haloperidol or olazapine in children and adults with schizophrenia. 
On the other hand, no evidence of no evidence of differences in efficacy among the remaining antipsychotics has emerged. A pilot, double-blind, randomized, eight-week trial of risperidone, olazapine, and haloperidol was conducted in a total of 50 patients aged 8 to 19 years, suffering from prominent psychotic symptoms. The small sample size and the diagnostic heterogeneity of the sample prevented deriving inferences about efficacy, even though there were differences in adverse effects. More recently, the treatment of early-onset schizophrenia spectrum disorders, a larger publicly funded foresight randomized double-blind controlled clinical clinical trial compared olazapine, risperidone, and molonidone for the treatment of patients ages 8 to 19 years old with a diagnosis of schizophrenia or schizoaffective disorder over a period of eight weeks. A total of 119 patients were randomized. At the end of the eight weeks, the response rate defined as at least a 20% reduction in the positive and negative symptom scale score plus the completion of the eight-week acute treatment phase was not different in the olazapine, risperidone, and molonidone groups. The data in children and adults with are overall consistent with those with adults. Sorry, the data in children and adolescents are overall consistent with those in adults where a wide heterogeneity and tolerability profile within both both first and second generation antipsychotics has been documented, with no evidence of specific efficacy of second generation antipsychotics on negative symptoms. There are indications that children are more sensitive than adults to the metabolic adverse effects of second generation antipsychotics, as well as to the extra paradigmal effects of of the first generation antipsychotics. Children tend to gain proportionately more weight and do so more rapidly during treatment than adults. In a recent randomized trial comparing olazapine versus ketiopine, adolescent patients with the first psychotic episode, the incremented weight was 15.5 kilograms and 5.5 kilograms over six months respectively. These increments are rarely seen in adults. Consistently across studies and like in adults, olazapine seems to be especially prone to inducing metabolic adverse effects and related adverse health outcomes. Based on currently available data, it appears that olazapine cannot be considered a first-line antipsychotic medication for the treatment of children and adults. Because drug-induced metabolic changes can persist over time and may not be fully reversible upon drug discontinuation, the implications for distal health outcomes can be profound. Age and appropriate weight gain and obesity increase the risk for a variety of negative outcomes, such as diabetes, hyperlipidemia, and hypertension, which are major risk factors for cardiovascular disease. published by NPR in 2009 discusses an FDA debate on the safety of antipsychotic medication in children. A panel of medical experts for the Federal Drug and Food and Drug Administration was asked to approve three powerful and expensive antipsychotic drugs for use in children. The FDA panel had a two-day meeting outside Washington. The medications, Seroquel, Cyprexia, and Geodin, are already approved for adults, Many doctors and parents say that they can also be life-changing for children and adolescents with schizophrenia and bipolar disorder. Doctors already prescribe them to kids even without FDA approval. 
The following is an excerpt from Christina Bagno of Brooklyn, New York, who testified about her seven-year-old daughter who had been diagnosed with pediatric bipolar disorder. Back when she was three and before we tried medication, I wondered if she would be alive, frankly, you know, or at least living in our home, says Bagno, because of her own rage, because her own rages were so scary and destructive. She would bite herself to the point of bite marks up and down her arm and banging her head. And now she doesn't have the the rages that she once had. Until her daughter began those medications, she had hallucinations of explosions and dangerous things that kept her um, in a frequent state of anxiety and terror, Bagno says. Now she's able to settle down in school. She's learning to read and do basic math this year. So that explains, you know, a great example of these of antipsychotics, antipsychotic medicines having a positive effects. However, there are quite a number of negative side effects that can occur. FDA staff members released reports saying that these drugs do help kids, but there are serious side effects. They can cause sedation, heavy weight gain, and other problems that can lead to heart disease and diabetes. Dr. William Cooper says, if these children are starting these medications at very young ages, they're likely to be on them for many years. So, the adverse effects such as weight gain, increased lipids, and increased blood sugar are likely to have potentially long-term and important side effects for these children. conclusion, there are genuinely important needs for antipsychotic medicines to be available for children with severe mental illnesses like schizophrenia or bipolar disorder. However, doctors must be cautious when prescribing them due to possible long-term effects on metabolism.